The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 192nd episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And the light posts and all that stuff in Philly are safe. They're standing safe because the Eagles blew their chance at winning the Super Bowl. And I didn't jump off a bridge. I know GRG was kind of hoping for that, but I didn't do it. I sucked it up and then we lost and it was a rough, rough loss. That's that's three this year. The Union lose in the championship, the Phillies lose in the World Series, and the Eagles lose. Ugh, it's rough. I would say the Sixers would lose, but God forbid they're not going to make it to the finals. Anyway, for tonight's podcast, we will be discussing the following. Diablo 4's beta announcement, the latest Call of Duty news, Destiny's upcoming expansion, and what TV shows and movies we are watching. So we have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, let's just get right into it and introduce the guest for this episode, Valiant Victory. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? I am uh, drinking a Blue Moon tonight. And uh, obviously, you know me, I can't get too far from Destiny or I'll start melting or something. But that's generally what I'm playing. You know, we'll talk about other fun things that I'm doing later in the show. But that's my uh, that's my main thing. You need to get another game in your Xbox. What would happen if your Xbox played a different game? Do you think it would work or it would error out? Yeah, I don't know why I have like a terabyte of storage. Such a waste. Yes. Give me some. <laughs> right? Like, I, I need some storage. Why, why bother? Like, what, what do they get for those uh, those cards? They're like two or $300 for just the expansion card, right? That's just for the base one. It's like $400 for the, uh, the bigger one. It's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, see, that's why I don't play other games, because it would take up space. I might have to like worry about expansion space or whatever. <laughs> the price for them are outrageous. <laughs> I downloaded um, Monster Hunter Rise and the uh, Slime Rancher, because my son plays those. And every now and again, you can both of those are multiplayer. He wants to 100% monster the other monster, Monster Hunter World. And there's like some of these challenges that are like insane. There's a there's a monster from um, Final Fantasy called a behemoth, and it has like 10 million hit points or some shit. And he's like, "Look, I've been working on this for an hour, and I've done 10,000 hit points. It'll be 24 hours of this." So he you know you got to go in with a group of people, and there's a lot of so anyway he's trying to 100% the game before he plays Rise. So I downloaded it. We're not playing it anytime soon. I guess it's a short version of that. Yeah, there's a couple of those games that like just because you know he's 15 and he's uh... yeah I uh, downloaded tried to get through the tutorial of Monster Hunter Rise and already deleted the game. It's just was not my thing. No jumping. It's <laughs> just, like you're, just leave you know, it, at that. <laughs> it doesn't matter the weapon, just the whole move mechanic is not good for me. I just, I don't know. I went through the, the, it ran on the last episode and it was the tutorial that took over an hour or so. Like it was just re ridiculous. Like, let me get into the game. I'm dying to like kill a monster. Just put me up against a baby monster, but no. Anyway, that was last episode's rant. Anyway, 
once again, my name is Jack Lala Calamari. I am drinking a Victory Brewing Company Cold Front Cold IPA, and it's it's okay, but it comes in pounder cans, so that makes me happy. And I'm playing as usual Call of Duty and Fortnite. That's pretty much all I'm doing. Anyway, let's move along into this episode's rant, and typically I would have a rant here, but since I'm really not kind of playing anything, I figure I'd I, I talk about something else instead, and uh, I do have a big Lala Calamari gaming update and a big item to discuss, and that is I have officially retired from Elder Scrolls Online. That's a sad story. <laughs> it's sad. It's It's not really... Um, I, I have unsubbed from ESO Plus. I'm saving myself 15 bucks a month. Uh, I've unsubbed from all the subreddits, the Facebook groups, etc. I'm out. I'm, it's going to be done. Not that there's anything wrong with ESO. Uh, it's a great game. I, mean, I truly love it. I think it's a fantastic MMO, and it's pretty much the only option for Xbox. And there's a few other ones, but this one's, this one's great. And I mean, the storylines, the quest lines, the voice acting, it's all... It's all superb. I mean, it's you'll go and just do like simple quest lines and you'll just enjoy the story behind those. I mean, I guess with anything in life, it's just time to move on. And, and I've, I've reached that point. I reach it with every MMO I play. You play it for a while. You've, you've pretty much done everything you wanted to do. You, you've geared up your guy as much as you can. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of ready for something new. Uh, this happened to me in like Warcraft, Star Wars, Old Republic. Guild Wars 2 was my favorite MMO, Guild Wars 2. And now I guess it's kind of ESO's turn. I haven't really played it for a while. I finished the last expansion, and I haven't really touched it since. Um, like I said, my, my guy's pretty much max geared out. He's not the best min-max at the moment, but that's not a problem. I could resolve that right away. I can pretty much craft all the gear I need or get it somehow. It's really pretty easy to, to get maxed out in the game. But one of the things that hurt was they, they kind of nerfed the class I play mostly. I, mo- I, I main the Magicka Sorcerer. It's the pretty much the only class I play. I have all the other classes leveled up, but it's the only one I have leveled with all the skills, everything unlocked, the map unlocked. It's the main class I play. I just enjoy it the most, and I like the way the, the character feels. Um, but they nerfed him, and it really bad in PvP. So, and that was a big area I played in. It took away a whole section of the game for me. Plus, they made some big changes to Cyrodiil, which is their three-faction war area. It's a giant open-world PvP section. It's massive. I mean, it's truly massive. It has castles, keeps, supply yards that you can capture, fight over, and, like, you're dealing with, like, 150 people per side on three different factions. It gets pretty nutty. Wasn't it getting laggy there for a while? Oh, it was always it was always laggy. It was just brutal. And a, a way to solve it was they they uh, took the the uh, raid groups from twenty players and knocked it down to twelve. So what happened is now like PvP guilds would just do their own private twelve man guild party, you know, raid parties for Cyrodiil. And if you were just like a, a random player, you couldn't get in. Like you know, I would go in the zone chat and like you know looking for group and all that and. Before, you'd have no problems getting picked up by somebody because they'd maybe have like maybe 15 guildmates and you just hop in. They work great, but I mean, I don't want to join a PvP guild, only guild. They're always a headache. I've been in a few and it's always drama. It's always uh, childish behavior and it's just a complete nightmare. And it's absolutely not what I'm looking for when I'm gaming. Like 
I can handle it when I'm just playing for a night in PvP, but the rest of the stuff, I just don't want any parts of it, so I don't join them. You lose a part of the game because of the way that's designed now. It's like it's you're out. Yeah. It kind of is. I mean, like like I said, like I've already played through everything and I've I've done all the raids and stuff, and I'm just at that point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm kind of done. Uh, there's a, the new expansion comes out uh, about the same time as Diablo Four, and I expect Diablo Four to be a pretty hot game in GRG, and I kind of want to play with GRG again, you know, and not be solo in ESO because not many GRG play. Yeah, ESO. I think there's a there's a bunch that are that'll do that. I can think of four or five from the Destiny group that'll do that. So I am I'm looking forward to playing you know Diablo Four, and that's coming out at the same time. And who knows? I mean, maybe I'll return to ESO. It's not like my character is deleted, my gear's deleted, and everything like that. But it's eh, it's time. It's time to move on, play new games. It just sucks because there's nothing else really to play. But stuck at Call of Duty and, and Fortnite at the moment, but and Halo when they do events for that. But that's that's my gaming update. And since there's no rant, I figured I'd throw that in there and let everybody know and just kind of talk about that. Anyway. No one cares about Elder Scrolls Online. No, I think... Let's move along to gaming news. Nah, nah. I think there's <laughs> there's plenty of people that, like... Just like there's plenty of people that used to play Destiny, there's many of us used to play ESO, so knowing what what's going on and whatever is still cool. So, yes, as you said. Uh, we were talking about Diablo 4, so I figured we'd throw this in right after that. Diablo 4 beta announcement. And they just came out and let everybody know that they're going to be doing some early access and an open beta access weekend. And that's going to take place uh, in March, March 17th through the 19th will be the early access. If you pay for, I guess the deluxe editions or whatever, you'll be able to get early access and be able to, to try the game. And on March 24th through the 26th will be the open beta that anybody can play. And I, I believe this will be available on all on PC, PlayStation, Xbox consoles for the, the betas from what I understand. But the um, early, whatever you want to call it, the early access, whatever, is only for people that pay for that. But I think the other ones are... are yeah, the pre-orders. Right, Non-pre-order mm -hmm. open beta, like just people can play it, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're on the fence and you don't know if you want to pre-order it, you have the opportunity to try it March 24th through the 26th. Give it a shot. Right, that's about that's a, four weeks from now. And then what's the actual release date of the game? June 6th. So it's, uh, it comes out D-Day, and I th that's what I'm trying to think when ESO is. I don't have it in my head right now, but ESO's expansion's about the same time. So I figured I want to play one or the other, so th that's why I chose Diablo. So the beta will will only be in the, uh, the, oh, it's the entirety of Act 1, and it'll only be like the first zone, uh, Fractured Peaks, and you'll, you can, you're level capped to level 25. So that's that for the beta. Now, Diablo 4 will be cross-play and cross-progression, and it will actually offer couch co-op on consoles at launch. So if you're on a console, if you want to game with your play kid, side by side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're into that. Um, and I guess the final game will feature like 140 dungeons, side quests, uh, and of course, plenty of loot, because that's what the game's about, is loot. And I, I guess I need to figure out which version I'm going to buy, standard, deluxe, or ultimate. I, I don't know. Probably deluxe, maybe ultimate, because I want to probably want to get the the season pass that comes with it. Is this something that would uh, interest you at all? Yeah, it's got the right. It's got you know magic and shit. I would I'd try it out. 
You know, is it something that'll hook me? Well, we never know, but I, yeah, I'd try it out. I would install it. Um, I would probably do the beta. I mean, where where you'd be a month from, well, two or three weeks into uh, the new Destiny expansion, so it's possible. <laughs> I would give it I a shot, a like the, you know, give it a, a chance while you know, like for an hour, play it, and then see if you like it. Because maybe you, you you know you might get into it, and when June six comes around, you might have two games to play. Just imagine you know, that. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> You can do both. I, I play multiple games, and I don't even play that many. I know there's other guys that play like 10, 15, 20 different games. I mean, crazy. That's, it's crazy talk. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh... <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy talk, uh, Call of Duty Season 2 has dropped, and I figure Valiant can take a, take a, a break here. <laughs> you know, he's never yeah, going to play yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> um, season 2 dropped. We got some new weapons, Hemlock AR, Assault Rifle, KV Broadside Shotgun. Uh, you got these dual Kodakis, some small samurai-type sword, and there's some challenge to unlock a crossbow and whatever. I don't care. Uh, they gave us some new maps, and the maps they gave us are just rehash, or just ma- actually not even rehashes. They're just maps from previous Call of Duty titles, so... We got Dome and Museum, which were in games before. So I, I'm like, whatever. Uh, I'd bitch about Call of Duty's multiplayer, but it's just, it's not even worth the effort. Like, it is what it is. They they have ranked gameplay with uh, Season 2. And I, I've watched um, some of the streamers do this. Dr. Disrespect was playing it, and it just looks like a fucking nightmare. It's just uh, a, a Twitch fest on crack. And it's just painful. The super low time to kill just takes away any true skill that you have for, you know, for a shooter. Like, there's whoever sees who first wins. Death and three bullets. It's, what's the point? Anyway, moving along into uh, the, the new Resurgence Quads mode. And this is on the new map, the Ashika Island. And I really like this game mode. It's, it's nice because um, it's a small map. You have action right away. You're going to be fighting as soon as you land. It's just a constant fight. And you're able to respawn since it's resurgence as long as one of your teammates are still alive. So if somebody's still alive, you can respawn. And then at a certain point in time in the match, it stops. I guess like halfway through, it stops. You can't get back into the game unless they buy you back in. But um, I enjoy it. It's a lot of action. It's just, it's craziness. So it's it's pretty good because they read. The regular Warzone mode, um, it kind of bogs down in the middle of the game. Like if you're playing like long term and you you land, you start looting, you might fight a group of enemies, and then after that, it's uh, you know, it slows down and, and you may not see anyone until the end of the game. And then you know, next thing you know, you're like an old tiny circle. There's still 50 people left, and all chaos breaks loose. Anyway, so that's season two. I just kind of wanted to cover it real quick, my thoughts on it. It is it is what it is. Multiplayer sucks. Uh, Warzone's okay. DMZ. I didn't touch on DMZ because they, they have the new map for DMZ as well. And I just don't think DMZ is for me. It's just not a game mode that I'm ever going to enjoy, especially since the bots were supposed to get ter- tuned down a little bit but they are uh, just as rough as before, and I just feel like I'm constantly putting plates in, and I'm constantly out of plates. And if you shoot one bot, it just becomes an endless wave of bots 
over and over and over. And I just, I had it. I can't do it. Not my game mode. Is what it is. All right, that's enough about Call of Duty. We talk about that every week. We have something big coming up uh, next week, and that's Destiny 2 Lightfall. They're, they're the newest expansion. I know nothing about this other than the fact that I pre-ordered it. I will be annoying the Destiny crowd come February 28th. Yeah, for a week or two, you'll, you'll play through the campaign. You'll be like, all right, I'm good, yep. and disappear. Basically, I mean, give me like about a month and then I'll, <laughs> you'll, I'll try you'll to go do a raid. PvP and be like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? And yeah, the, the new raid, you know, we can beat our head against the wall for that for, uh, for a while. You know what? I, before we, you get into this, Destiny PvP actually bothered me because last time I played, I couldn't believe how poorly I was doing. Like, I just, like, I'm like, I, I thought I was a good player. I used to be able to play Destiny PvP and the Crucible and do well. And, and I feel like I'm a half-decent shooter. And I play Destiny and just get thumped on. And, and then Halo Infinite came out, and I'm playing that, which is a, kind of a similar game. And I'm doing fine. And I'm like, it's just Destiny. I just can't play Destiny PvP anymore. <laughs> it's just it. I don't know. I, it's... I think they've made, you know, the the high-end people complain about, you know, there's no skill gap. And I'm like, there is definitely a skill gap. They've made it so that, like, people that spend, you know, 10,000 hours a year in that shit can jump around and snipe you, you know, switch to a sniper while in the air and shoot you, like, in the in a fadeaway, you know, where you know, the rest of us, you know, can't shoot somebody right in front of them with a shotgun. You know, it's just... They very much made it so that uh, the sweaty fuckers have an advantage, and it makes it not fun at all. I think um, that that's the problem is because they got rid of that skill-based matchmaking. The only people still playing it on a regular basis is the sweaty motherfuckers, and, and the, the filthy casuals have they do their their weeklies for it. That's it. They're out. It's true. Now they have added back a. They've ticked the meter back slightly towards skill based. So it's like skill based light. So you'll lose if you go in and you get trounced, chances are your next match is going to be a little bit more balanced. And I've seen that. It seems to be on the regular where if I go in and it's like they, you know, we're breaking up those teams, it seems to do the better job. So they're, they're calling it skill based matchmaking, but I'll see, you know, I'll be in ones where I, I'm going up against people with uh you know 2.3 3.2 you know kds and i'm like uh yeah i'm a 0.85 here that's not really skill based if i'm you know in in a in a lobby with these guys so it's just it there's a range and it's skill based you know from if if you're a 1.0 and you're you know you're probably you know you're generally a better player you're probably going 1.4 as a 1.4 or 1.5 you're probably going to be ranged all the way up to somebody with a 3.0 down to somebody like me a, there's a large band there, so they call it skill-based, but it's it's not really... You're just not paying against super, super sweaties anymore. So that's back. That might be good. So what's the uh, the deal with this new expansion? So I, I saw the uh, the final, I guess, cinematic cut with the spoilers in it, and you yelled at me for putting that in Destiny chat. No, it is. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like it, you, Number one, you said it's the thing, and I was giving you a hard time. I mean, I'd say the same thing here. Like, it's uh, at this point in time, if you don't know, like, the story thus far, it's kind of like 
it's all they put it out there. You know, the, everything that gets you right here, like if you wanted to jump in today, everything you need to know will probably be in the, you know, the, the kind of opening cinematic stuff when you go to play this next expansion. The gist is not much has changed from the Traveler since the Red War, right? Remember the Red War at the end, you know, um, Gaul trapped thing. We lost our light, came back and jack shit has really happened since then with the Traveler itself. Well. Shit just happened. Shit just got real. And it, you know, it's been what, uh, five years it finally did something. So, yeah, the, the Traveler finally did something. And now, you know, it looks like, you know, originally, and this is a, you know, kind of outside the world, this was, you know, Bungie had said Lightfall was going to be it. And they added another year to, if you will, the, this light and dark saga, they're calling it. And that's going to round out 10 years. So in 2024, There'll be one more, the final sh shape. But originally, Lightfall was going to be it. So I suspect there's going to be big things happen, whether it be in this actual, uh, you know, story mode that comes with this drop, or in the, you know, four seasons that follow, shit's going to go down. So, it, I mean, all this stuff that we've been, nothing happening for, you know, eight years, including Destiny 1, it seems like this year might be the year. So we have this this new expansion, Lightfall comes up. One of the things they were talking about was they're going to make the game harder for like the I guess the overworld content. And I guess that's what they call it in ESO overworld, but like Yeah, your general shit. Yeah, your general stuff. So I guess are they gonna make you weaker or are they gonna buff the enemies or what what are they trying to do here? So there's gonna be some of you know various things but one of the things that we're going to this new location called neo muna which is a weird name for a moon around neptune that's the planet we're going to and it's this uh, apparently hidden colony that nobody knew about then that was the idea is that because nobody knew about it it was safe and then you know apparently we found out about it and now it's being attacked so you know hey look look at us it's kind of like uh you know uh, Pandora in, in Avatar, right? Like, everything was good until we found it. Now we're fucking it up. So we're headed there to, like, either unfuck it or save it or whatever. And on that planet, all the lost sectors, all the things that, you know, when we go to the EDZ or the Cosmodrome, whatever, these same enemies that we're fighting are, like, you know, nightfall level hard all of a sudden. So I'm not sure if there's an in-game explanation, but basically the out-of-game explanation for that is that um, people had wanted, you know, like, hey, look, I can, I'm falling asleep for fighting some of these enemies. You know, I one-shot everything. I'm like, whatever. So I think the answer is that we're going to find that these new enemy types that we're facing have, like, been jazzed up by, you know, the darkness or whatever. And that's the that's the reason why they're more powerful. And it's, you know, specifically everything on the, this new location, story mode, lost sectors, uh, patrol zones, everything there is harder. They're going to show, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen when you see an enemy and it has like a red, you know, their their name is red. That means they're hard. Um, that Whoa, that's all what of she that, said. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, the, the, you know, they're they're excited to see us. And one of the things we found in Witch Queen or that they said was everybody really liked the legendary campaign mode, the very hard mode. 
So uh, that's what we're, uh, they've now expanded that to more things for this expansion. So people like the greater challenge, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure about me. I'm not sure I like want <laughs> to spend more time doing the same shit, but I get it and it's fine. I'm, you know, I'll but spend that, that more time and I'll struggle with things. You, you play Elder Scrolls online and, and like I'd run around and like just one shot everything. And it's just like, well, this is mind numbingly mind numbingly boring it's just terrible but uh do you do you want it like nightfall level do you want it where they one shot you you know what I mean? like there has to be somewhere in between well i guess we're <laughs> gonna find out um we'll see, we'll see where it is and i'll adjust so the story so we're at the point now like what's what's lightfall about we're gonna are we gonna lose our our light i know we're gaining a an extra dark power we are getting a new power and and at first it was, we were, everybody had assumed it's another darkness side in the Vidoc. They're suggesting it's a third source. It's thing, this new thing called Strand, and uh, it's green, so we have to have a new color, right? Like, you know, Arc is blue, and Solar is red or orange, and, you know, Void is purple. So now this new one is green, because, you know, what's we, the color we have left. So uh, it's like um, grappling hooks and... Being able to bind enemies and think, you know, uh, a combination of Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah, stuff, that's what I was going to say. Right? It was like a Spider-Man type of power. I saw the Hunter's power, which is the only power that I care about because the rest I don't give a shit about. It does. The Hunter looks like the coolest, though. Yeah, doesn't it's it? Like badass. the rope and the thing. It does. Like you could spin the, like when you're super, it's like got a knife at the end of a uh, rope and you fucking spin that shit around. That it looks, looks like ridiculous. An, like an 80s ninja type of weapon, you know? I forget what they called them. They had the uh, the ropes with the, 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 the axes on the end or the whatever. Nin- Fish would know. He would probably yell at my, my ass right now. I'd be like, stupid round eye. <laughs> didn't they have that shit in um in kill bill remember that with the room where they had the, yeah. the girl came in she had like a spike ball and of a rope she kicks it around kills everybody she was a psycho that so, girl <laughs> i love that girl so anyway that's the hunter power that's ridiculous i mean the the the, the titan's like a big you know has knives that come out of its arms like he's a rope he like took big glow-in-the-dark knives and taped them to his arms and going around punching shit. So that's like just a regular Titan thing. Wolverine type thing, but, you know. um, And the warlock somewhere in the middle. It likes sticky Spider-Man thing and catches people and, you know, throws them up in the air and sticks them to things. So that's interesting. But yeah, the Hunter one, the Hunter super looks fucking awesome. The Not necessarily going to get me to play the Hunter more, you know, but right now, uh, I've you know, it's funny is for the longest time I've, you know, played the warlock the most and then uh, the the hunter second. But this last couple seasons, most of the bills have been better for the Titans. So my hunter's gotten the least play time. But that might change with Strand. Does look like the hunter's got some good stuff going on. Um, so what's are we going to lose our light? Well, like I said, the the traveler in what, five or six years now we're going on. So eight times got to be seven years i don't know when uh 2017 to 2023 six years since red war when destiny 2 came out that nothing's happened there and we you know we lost our light then we got it back now it moved now again in all nine or eight years since destiny 1 you know 2014 to 2023 or arguably nine years the travelers never moved it's been in the same place it's been trapped and whatever but it's never moved locations it literally moved 
at the end of last season. So it makes it the suggestion that it, like if what if the traveler left? Like that's one of the things in the lore that the, the you know they left the fallen. We called them the fallen because the the traveler left them, and the traveler by definition travels. It's been stuck here, but what happens when it leaves? Do we lose our powers? And uh, the dark fleet that these triangle pyramid ships, tetrahedron for the nerds, um, ships are poised to attack the traveler and destroy it. So if it leaves or if it's destroyed, what happens to us? And that's the the stuff that we think is going to be coming up in Lightfall, because why are we calling it Lightfall if this isn't isn't the time? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the story that we think is going to be on, you know, kind of told here. And it's somehow we've learned that Neomuna, this place that we've been looking for, is the key to understanding what's going on with the Traveler. Um, and I don't understand the relationship of a fucking noon, a, a moon on Neptune, easy for me to say, uh, has with this, uh, you know, galactic ship that's traveled to our solar system, but somehow they're related. And that's going to be one of the things we're going to find out in the story. So story wise, it's set up to tell us a lot of shit where other ones have been like, hey, we got Cabal or we got, you know, bad guys we're going to fight or, you know, Callus is back or whatever. Well, Callus um, is back. This one's. Right. Hell, Callus is back. He's the big bad. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> well, he's one of the big bads. The biggest bad is this guy called the Witness, who is like in charge of the Black Fleet or the Darkness side. And he has recruited Callus, and Callus got a whole new set of arm armor. And he is the uh, he's now a what we call a disciple of Darkness. He is now, uh, you know, fallen to the dark side for using a, a Star Wars reference. And uh, is like has a whole army of kind of retrofitted cabal that are all completely badass bad guys. And um, that's kind of the big bad that we're fighting in this expansion. I think he's going to be the one either at the end of the raid or the end of the um, story mode or both um, that we are going to go through. Uh, Like legit back to Callus after, you know, what, seven years. It'll probably be a robot again. (laughs) It'll probably be a robot again. (laughs) Now, do you think you'll like? uh, I guess with a big bad for the the campaign, be Callus, or will that be the raid boss? Um, Dude, they don't like. They do such a great job of like it's him, and we actually see his freaking head in the middle of the city because they're like the cabal is attacking. You know, this this Mm -hmm. dark side cabal is attacking the city. The you know, I guess the one of the things to share about the story is. We're friends with some of the Elixni, the Fallen. We're friends with the Cabal now. And we're not friends with the Hive or the um, the Taken, but we're friends with those two groups of, you know, or, or groups of those that were considered enemies. And now we have factions. We've got factions of, you know, Fallen that are bad guys and faction of Fallen that are good guys. We've got factions of Cabal that are on our side. And there's factions like Callus's faction that are bad guys. So it's it's really interesting. So to answer your question... I think he's going to be the campaign bad guy, but not necessarily the raid bad guy, because usually they do a good job of making the raid kind of a not necessarily apart from the main story, but not central to the main story because not everybody can raid. You know, so if it was, then a lot of people that don't raid wouldn't have closure of the main story, you know? Yeah. So I don't think it'll be the raid this time, but I don't know. I mean, they've done a good job of telling us a lot of good 
cool things that could be fun. And, you know, there was a lot of things that point to this being a good expansion. Like, usually when some of the seasons or some of the time leading up to an expansion are sloggy or, like, less fun, the expansion after that, uh, think of Forsaken, uh, is really good. So when year one of Destiny 2 launched, it was kind of lackluster. But then year two was Forsaken, and it was amazing. So that's kind of what I think the last year has been. And again, I see the most movement story-wise in the past year. So it makes me think that they're really going to be you know, running hard this season or this year with this expansion. Uh, what do you expect we're going to get with this expansion? Like how many strikes, dungeons, raids? PvP well, they promised maps? one of the things is PvP maps. They promised one new or revised PvP map per season. So that's four maps this year, which isn't a lot considering, you know, they're, you know, I think there's only 20 maps in rotation right now. And some of these other games have you know, like 50 maps or whatever. But that'll keep the PvP people happy. Um, I suspect it's going to be the two strike thing. And they keep trying to bring strikes back. One of the things that the community isn't super happy about is there's these things that happen in the seasons. And we call them, you know, battlegrounds or. It's basically a short mission you do that's part of the seasonal activity. And, you know, strikes used to be that, right? We used to have story. We would have a strike that was built in, and then it gets added to the strike rotation. So what they've done is they've added these battlegrounds that are very specific to the season, to the strike rotation. So it makes it feel like there's now, you know, 20 new strikes per year, when in reality, it's just the battlegrounds again. Um, that said. Uh, these Seraph missions or these um, Seraph um, battlegrounds that we had, I think they were called heist battlegrounds, were pretty cool. Like it's all Rasputin themed, and we're like going in and we're trying to get some Rasputin parts and whatever. Those were pretty fun. I, I did like those, and probably of the seasonal grind in the past two years, I've liked this mission thing for this season the most. And again, they're adding those in rotation. So to answer your question, I mean, arguably we're getting. Uh, we see four, uh, 16 new strikes by because the battlegrounds are added and whatever happens seasonally. So good and bad. I mean, uh, I'm okay with it. These three that are being added for the most recent season, I think are going to be good. The rest of them, I could take them or leave them. Did you do any of those, the psyops or any of that shit? Yes, I did do some of the psyops. So the psyops battlegrounds are going to arc. I don't think they're in rotation already, but they're going to be added. So we have the ones from last year, the Keitel ones we were going up and doing, you know, we're the champion and we're going up against Keitel's forces. Those were added in for this year and they're doing the same thing for the next, you know, they're, they're bringing them all in. I wish they would pick and choose. And if they upgraded them or changed them or did something to make them more strike-like, that would be nice. So when they bring them back, Cade 6? Never. Damn. No. So no, not Cade, but like uh, they Cade very seven. much have been. Nah, they're they're <laughs> they're setting up the crow to be the replacement. But I yeah. have a feeling because I don't know if you know this, but they've said that there's there there's already plans to, for another ten year like thing, another story arc oh. after this one leaves off. It'll be a perfect exit point for me if I can get like extract myself mm -hmm. after um the final shape that'd be a perfect time to get out because like this like i finished the story arc and i can finally extract myself but 
you know that'll never happen. If they're coming out with a new game or a you know another ten year mission, of course I'll jump into that shit, stupid shit too. But they think they're setting him up to be like the main, you know, the equivalent of the uh, of um, Zavala or something like that for the new part of it, like to be the new Hunter Vanguard. Um, so I think that we're gonna find after the uh, final shape that he's gonna become the guy, but. Maybe it'll be sooner than that. They've definitely focused a lot on him in the story. And he's a hunter. It just makes sense that he's the, you know, if you knew that he's like Aldrin Reborn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like it just, he's he's gone through a lot. He's matured. It seems like he is set up to be the guy. Uh, he was so whiny when I was playing. I couldn't stand him. I wanted to shoot him again. He was brooding, right? He was like, uh, oh, I'm yeah, going through. I, Brian yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah. It's, I liked him better well, when he was uh, the uh, the Queen's brother. Well, Aldrin, and he yeah. Was, yeah, he was, he was nasty. And, and was it Destiny 1 when they were like mocking you and, and the right. Queen was hot? Up to and, the Queen. And the Queen didn't talk. He did, right? Like he was the... She would just raise his, her hand or something. She, and, said a, she had a couple lines there. because, uh, But that was like just a few lines like a line or two and and he was it he made her most, all the hotter yeah right because oh, he was doing all the then. talking mm-hmm. i mean uh one of the things though the first season that comes you know most of the people that if they buy the expansion has one season included uh so even if you don't buy the remaining season just play through like i think you're planning to do lala this season is all about us working with directly with marasav to do some shit which I don't know what that shit is, but um, it, she's the main, you know, an NPC or the main focus of this next season, other than the main story, right? Like there's a seasonal story, and then there's the, you know, the the story of the expansion. There you go. You get your you your go. Mara fix in. There you go. How <laughs> badly will the Destiny community uh, ignore me again? Ah, well, that's a test, right? I've, yeah. It looks like I saw a couple people that are regulars, kind of you know, logging on and are like level 15 or level five or whatever. So that means they're kind of doing some end of the season stuff. So maybe we'll get some of our, our regulars back with the expansion. Yeah. I know a lot of people are playing other things. Um, you know, I saw some people playing uh, fallout and I see they're just, you know, they had like that last season, not the one that we're in right now, but the previous season, I think all of us were getting burned out. It just felt very, very repetitive. And it was, it was unfun to do the things we needed to do. And well, yeah, it's okay to it, play but, yeah. different games and, and take put a game down for a minute. Uh, but I think that now there's some cool new things that are coming in. Like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you like there's some builds. Like one of the things that's in the community now is building stuff that's very MMO-like, right? That you can say, hey, well, I want, if I use this armor with this exotic, with this super, you know, there's a synergy and it creates a bunch of wells or I get a bunch of power and then my next, you know, uh, weapon blow, it blows them up or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I've got one for my Titan that's ridiculous right now using a, a void glaive. We call those builds in the community. I don't know what Destiny officially calls them. What's cool that's being added to the game is you can save your builds up to 10 of them per character and so let's say you have a void setup that you like that's good in pve but then you want to switch to solar because that's the burn and the strike or whatever you have one that's saved and you just switch over to it right in game oh that's that's a really good uh quality of life improvement <laughs> that really is 
you know, I mean, I'm like oh, going through and like, oh, the void thing. And I have it in dim. I have ones in dim that I've saved. But you, what happens is I have old ones that I saved. And every time I change, I'm like, oh, shit, that's old. And I needed up. I got to modify this right in the game. I switch from one to the other. And the last one I had was on is right there. Or I can save one to a slot and then go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just really nice. You talk about builds and, and, and stuff like that with MMOs and um and I always thought with this with Destiny, it's always like it's the proof of concept of what like what a, a first person shooter uh could be in, in an MMO and, and they had it like they were right there and they just needed to go the extra few steps and just fully embrace the MMO and, and just dive right into it. I don't see why they couldn't. And it's nice to see that they're doing stuff like that with the builds because like Division has it. Uh, we were playing Division a few months ago. I was, I was just messing around with that because, like I said, I'm bored. I, I like that style of games. I like I like my Call of Duty where you go in and be a mindless idiot. Halo where you go in and you shoot people, whatever. But I do like gearing stuff up. I do like grinding for things. I do like running missions and stuff like that. So this is, you know... Since I'm not playing Elder Scrolls, this is going to be great for me until Diablo comes out. It'll give me something to kind of work towards. Um, and that's why I like Fortnite. I play, we play a lot of Fortnite, and it's because they put the quest in there. So they, you can unlock a stupid character skin. They got one now, and you can unlock a skin. You got to do all these different quests. And, and I go and do them, and it, it brings me back, it makes me keep playing. And, and that's the stuff you need. Um, yeah, so like if it's you get some build that you're like, well, I want to find this one thing that'll make it work. If I can get this and this together, it makes this work. And so that gives you some of like your own goals to build your thing, as opposed to like an artificial goal of like, go kill a hundred enemies. You know what I mean? That like building your own thing that's towards your own build is a, f like to me, a funner thing to do. If you'll forgive the term, then like an artificial, like, Oh, there's a, here's a quest that came up and it said, you got to do this, or you got to go do that. So you can get this other thing to drop or whatever. Exactly. Eh. exactly. I like, I like, I'm like, okay, I know I can go in here to get this exotic. And if I get this high enough stats on it, I can have basically unlimited grenades. You know so, what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of shit that I'm after. I like that. Where do I find the uh, Leroy Jenkins build for hunters? I need one that just kind of <laughs> yolos in there and just like I'm gonna fuck shit up. Well, the, unfortunately, the 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 um the hunters aren't best known for Leroy Jenkins, but there is a there. Uh, you know, you just stop right there. Hunters no, they are, the are good, but, just, but that's it. But that's the end of the they story. go in and they're they're tactical. They're not just Leroy Jenkins. That said, there is an arc build. Oh, there's no there's an arc build me. that's a punchy one using the um. Oh gosh, I forget the name of the exotic where you have its little snake on there and you just punch everything. And you, uh, I, I I'm telling everything. you, but you punch, shoot dodge, it. punch, dodge, and your health is up. Every time you dodge, it brings your melee back and your melee, if it kills an enemy, does a full recharge. So you'd shoot, shoot, use those you know low level enemies to recharge your health. And then you, you know, you're doing, you know, boss damage or big guys. You know, you're shooting those guys with your, you know, your uh, secondary or you know whatever type of green ammo weapon you're carrying. So I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this I one. Have, I, I really uh, am. I mean, they I, get you know, me I... every time. I'm fucking Charlie Brown, and they're Lucy holding that football. But I'm super excited for this thing, and every time, and not that I'm let down, but it's always better in my head. 
They've set it up. It's it's they're they're a master at marketing their shit, and I will fucking hand them the money every time. I figure for the expansions, it's it's worth checking out because it's it's the big dog. It's going to have the most content. When you start getting down to the, the, the little seasons, that's yeah, why. Is it worth it? No, maybe it's not worth. It's not even about the money. Is it worth your time? That's the question on a seasonal level, right? Yeah, but yeah, it, but you know, Witch Queen's fucking awesome. I'll tell you, they really they they hit a home run with that one. So. If they do the same here, you know, it'll be good. All right. I think we covered everything. Certainly um, enough. <laughs> no, I think we probably talked we probably talked it to death. If there's yeah. if there's anybody still listening, you know, maybe if we move on, we'll wake them back up. <laughs> yeah, wake them back up. Well, well, we'll move along to TV and movies and um I think, you know, everybody's favorite new show is is The Last of Us. Yes. And I watched episode 6 last night. Great series so far. I'm loving this show. Um, but then again, I, I love zombie stuff. So yeah, it's, me too. It's not it, hard. It, you know <laughs> what's funny is it's um, they keep you guessing, and I'm sure that there's like people that have played the game or whatever know shit that's coming. But I'm like, whatever is going on, is it like? Um, it seems like every time it's the whatever the most likely thing to happen isn't what happens. Like, you know, there's a thing yeah. where they say, oh, don't go through there. It's like the worst. It's like, oh, my God, just no, nobody can survive going through there. And it's that's not the thing. And then like, OK. And then later on, the bad thing is there. I'm like, wait a minute. That wasn't where they said the bad thing was. It was it's later. Like, what What was the well, I don't know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they keep you guessing. It's it's great. I it's yeah. really, really. And interestingly enough, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with uh you know that we would have with uh the walking dead and and whatever is that you know it's about the humans right it's not about the the freaking you know the monsters the zombies or whatever they're not the thing that is the the thing you need to worry about it's the fucking humans that are in this end of the world shit that'll fuck you up and we keep coming back to that theme right yeah that's always going to be the thing i think these zombies are a little bit more uh brutal <laughs> than, than the walking dead they're oh, just the one lumbering the slow. one from the end of uh last season uh of not last season the last episode where they like ran out of the ground yeah. and they're just like flying at every in every direction i was like what the fuck every direction like a thousand miles an hour yeah that was like that is those are no zombies that i have ever seen the bad girl in that episode, um, the mom-looking character. Yes, she's in Yellow Jacket. You saw Yellow yes. Jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the that's a great show. Jacket. That what you, you you recommended that to me, and, and I I loved Yellow Jacket. That's a great show. Right, that one like blew my mind. I was like, and and she like, uh, what's funny is because she was the main character in in Yellow Jackets, and kind of like a good person for lack of a better term. Yeah, I don't know the, about the that. Fact, well, I mean, right, like, you know, whatever. I mean, like any of them were good in Yellow Jackets. But in this, I kind of like attributed that to her. And she's fucking bad. She's yeah. like, she's worse than uh, what was the guy, uh, the mayor, the general, what no, was he called? The, the, the governor? The governor. No, oh, she's worse even... than the fucking governor. Yeah. Which brutal. Like she had those people killed. Yeah. Right in that room, like, oh, yeah. like well, you got to go, you know, like she's bad, man. The guy was asking, like, are we gonna hold a trial for them? No, 
no. like lies to their face like okay i'll let all of you go if somebody tells me where henry is and yeah. oh well i think she said set you free right like mm-hmm. really what she means is i'm gonna free your spirits because you're gonna be yeah. dead like holy fuck <laughs> you said um you never played the game i never played the games either so i have no idea what's ahead of me and you know, so after the last episode, it kind of leaves on a big cliffhanger. So I, I hop on to like Reddit, and I'm like, oh, no, the last, no. last HBO show. And they had the spoiler thing, and I start looking, and I'm like, no, no, Don't stop, do it. stop. Don't I'm, do it, I'm man. Out. And I, I, I backed myself out. I'm trying as hard as I can not to get spoiled on this, so which much. I know it's going to happen. I think I know some stuff already from just osmosis, but... Yes. I, mean, oh, I know. So, I know some things, but... You know, I, we were talking about this on you know pre-show that my son will send me because he's he's into all this pop culture stuff. He doesn't watch shows; he follows shows. Meaning, he doesn't watch Last of Us. He just watches what people say about it, so he doesn't have to watch the show. So he oh. can, you know, just he does this for all the things. So he'll send me links to videos on shit, and it spoils the fuck out of everything. So and and I want to again. We were talking about this. Is that like that? What do they call YouTube Shorts? Right. So if you click on a thing, a link in a YouTube short, then you're flipping through and then another thing is going to come up. So he sent me a thing on what was the one he he spoiled we were talking about. Um, uh, anyway, so he sends me a link on and Invincible. It comes Invincible. Invincible. Oh, my God. He sends me the link on Invincible. And and it's like, you know, the comic is years ahead of where we are in the show. So he sends me links on it and people like talk, make YouTube videos or short things about like, you know, Invincible, the character, the Viltramites and all that shit. And so it comes up in my thing all the time. So what I've learned is he sent me something about Last of Us like a week or two ago. And I don't click on that shit. I'm not going to look at any of those things because it's somebody's going to tell me shit that's going to happen and it's going to spoil the show. I can't do that. That's that's no fun. But I love how this show keeps me guessing. I'm guessing that the people that have played the video game just know. But for me, I'm like, oh, this. Oh, if they cross the river, the bad thing's going to happen. Nope. So I got to ask you, (laughs) um, you're talking about the video game. And there's certain scenes in there where you can see 100% this was a, a section or a scene or something you had to do in the game. Like... Like that time when he had to snipe all the people while protecting Ellie. And I'm like, this yeah. had to be something straight out of the game. Like I can see this being a mission. Like you're, you're Joel and you got the sniper rifle. You got to shoot all the, the zombies so they don't bite her. And like, I could, I've seen a few, there's a few parts in there. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, right? You can see it. Like, right. It's straight from the game. Like it looks like it, this could be a mission in the game. And it probably is. I, I totally, I, I could totally see that. Like the, you know, the old guy, the, the sniper in the tower, that had to be a thing yeah. in the game where you're like, okay, stay behind, do the thing. I'll circle around. The guy can't hit the broadside of a barn, but he's still shooting at you. So, you know, hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting dynamic, right? Like Joel needs her because she's, you know, his chance at freedom money whatever but she needs him because she can't live at all she's fucked without it if something happens to him she's fucked if something happens to her we're all fucked yep (laughs) so it's an interesting relationship you know like that like uh i don't think in any other video game we've seen that type of you know kind of 
uh, role dependent role relationship. And I think it's pretty interesting to see this play out. So yes, I mean, I think that everybody's talking about it. Do you know how crazy this is? My wife that hates everything sci-fi is watching The Last of Us. Oh, wow. She just finished you know, episode four. So she's what, two behind us? Yeah, four is the one... Four is the one with the evil girl, right? Is that the one? I'm trying to remember where that's. Three is the one with the the guys and the um, catch up in time, you know, Will and Grace or whatever their names are. That's three, and I think she just watched four. But she, my wife, who like hates everything sci-fi, who will go to an MCU just because the rest of the family is going, but hates all MCU shit, fucking is watching Last of Us. <laughs> that's funny that's how good of a show it has to be a good show if my wife's wife is watching anything sci-fi they're able to like write these shows so well that um it transcends that like look at game of thrones um how many people are right, watching the, like the whole sci-fi yeah how many yeah. people are watching like fantasy shows like that like medieval shows like chicks aren't watching that like girls aren't watching but they were they were watching game of thrones game of thrones was pretty popular but it was well written well acted and when you have a, a quality show, you're going to attract people. Uh, so anyway, we were talking about the comparison with uh, The Walking Dead. You mentioned that earlier. And people are, are like shitting on The Walking Dead uh, because whatever. And, and they're saying this show is much better than The Walking Dead. And, and I have to counter that because I, I did some thinking on this. And when, when The Walking Dead first came out, I mean, you remember the first few seasons. It was the hottest show ever, right? I mean, it was... And that was another show. I mean, it, it brought in, like, women and, 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 like, all sorts of people watching The Walking Dead. I mean, Giddy loves uh, uh, Rick. She's in love with him, but... They're different shows. No, they're different shows. I love The Walking Dead. That I don't think that you can say one is bad and the other one is good. They, they can both be good. They can both exist. I think The Walking Dead early seasons were good. I think The Walking Dead and that spinoffs... The, the end of The Walking Dead and the spinoffs now aren't. So I can see why that's the case. But, I mean, when The Walking Dead originally came out, like, it was well-written and well-acted. The whole world was new to us. So every episode that we, uh, we experienced, it was, it was a whole new surprise. Like, you weren't used to that world. And that's what we're seeing now with The Last of Us. We're still learning about what this world is about. How does it function? Um, obviously, as shows, you know, the show dragged on... People got bored. The zombies weren't scary, uh, but the and, and the human interactions, which were the main focal point of the show, became repetitive. I mean, it just it just did. Like you know, it just. I think that like the source material, they diverged so much from the source material, it was harder to to build plot lines. Yeah. Right. Sure. Where if they stayed with it, I think it worked. But like, there were people that lived that shouldn't have lived, and there were people that died that. Yeah. probably you know that were important to keep around for a little longer that well i think yeah. changed the nature of the way that the whole thing went but i think if they followed it too much a lot of people would have been nope i'm done because you killed my character it was kind of they were they were stuck i mean they that's were, just well, they, they, i don't know what happened but they they got rid of carl and that was the the moment when walking dead died from the comic book the carl whole... carl was was a you know definitely the pivot like a, a heart yeah yeah and he was in the comic book. The whole I the whole thing with Rick and Carl was Rick wanted to provide a safe life for Carl to live in, like a safe community and and take care and of Carl's the baby. Life. Which was Ellie. What's the baby's name? Well, the baby wasn't in the comic book. Didn't make it. 
Oh, uh, okay. In the comic, in, in the show, yeah, the baby. Because they got, well, they wanted to get rid of Carl. Because I guess he he got too old, like you know, and I think they wanted to phase him out. He was he wasn't a kid anymore. Uh, so they try to replace him with the the baby. The, the, the what's her name? Ass kicker. I can't remember her name is. Um. Anyway, anyway, yeah, so, because I think of Ellie from the the other show, and I'm like, I can't remember that baby's name. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they deviated from from that, and then Rick is gone. So now the the, the two main the, the main story of The Walking Dead was Rick trying to give. Carl, a, a, a normal, a, what he could of a, a normal life. And you got rid of that, and then it became directionless. Like it just didn't have any sort of... Like meandering. Direction. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what killed that show. Um, so The Last of Us, obviously, is... We're six episodes in. And I guess one of my biggest gripes at the moment is how streamlined it is. Because Joel and Ellie, they traveled across the country. I don't know how far they went. I forget where they started from. Austin. They were in Boston. Okay, so they went basically across the country, and we see none of that. That's all done off camera. And, and are you telling me we're, we're in a zombie apocalypse, zombie-infested world, and there's they can get from point A to point B that easy? Well, remember, this last one was a three-month jump. So, yeah, I mean, easy, it's like it's, it took them you know, half a year or more, I think, to get from A to B. And they, you know, they had vehicles at different times. So yeah, that's a bit much. But We didn't see any of that. Like, what were their struggles? And you think that's the point of interest. Like, what were some of the struggles? So we get from point A to, to pretty much like their destination. To so, so Wyoming, where they were, Jackson Hole, Wyoming was where they were, right? That's where yeah. um, their, their destination was. Yeah. I think, you know, there's plot points. But also, remember, that gives them places... If we watch it all the way through, it doesn't leave a lot of room for flashbacks. I think in the future, we can fill some of that in with more storytelling. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, that, in, And you know what they'll have? I guarantee they'll have it because every show does it. They'll have the Fever Dream episode, which is probably the one coming up, but where the, the main character is sick and, 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 and right. not feeling well. They have the crazy Fever Dreams, and they make important decisions. And, well, and, I, right, I and, or it's like the... Uh, that you know they did it when in the original Star Trek where Riker is you know sick or whatever and did a play and remember mm-hmm. and it's like a bunch of stuff that he like thinks is real but it's really a dream like the dream episode right like we but you can get away with that I once hate you can only do one of those and they every show does it every show does it and I hate it's it it's a throwaway episode it. because I, it doesn't I, it was one of my it rants move the plot along right before. it just well it actually. Some of them it does. So like Sopranos, it did because Tony Soprano made the decision to kill Pussy while he was, was he had food poisoning and had this fever dream, and he made the decision to kill his best friend and 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 like it's just like I, no no when I feel like shit and I have like a nasty ass fever I feel like just dying like leave me the fuck alone leave me in bed and I'm dying. All right. Anyway. No, I mean, but the thing is, Last of Us, it's just a, it's a, it's a great show for us to kind of bullshit about because there's so much and so little at the same time, right? But again, if this were six episodes into Game of Thrones, we'd say the same thing, right? So we'll see. Or The Walking Dead. Yeah. All those were great Dead. shows at the beginning. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think that this show will, will go bad, like... And it probably won't last as long as The Walking Dead. That was like what ten years. So I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah, but uh, you know, 
there's Last of Us 2 was a game as well. So do they stay with the Last of Us 1 plot line and keep running, you know, add story on? That might be season one, and then Last of Us game two is season two. I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe we'll have a, a, a listener, you know, type in and say, oh, hey, you know. Yeah. Spoiler for, for <laughs> Valiant. I'm not going to look at your comments. Not that I read anything GRG says. That, that would re- imply that I cared. Um, and speaking of not caring, Picard season three is out. Don't care. Who knew? Who knew? So, uh, you know, what's funny, Lala, is somebody that's a huge fan of Trek stuff, you can't, you can't hold your nose to do it, huh? I could not. So um, I tried season one, and it was the most painful viewing experience I've ever had. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't go back to season two. I won't go to season three. People say season, season three is better, but you killed me. You killed You took Picard... Captain Picard, and it's this is not the same character. It's the same actor. It's not the same character. You watch any of the original Star Trek Next Generation episodes and how he was, how he acted, how he portrayed himself, it's not the same man in this new series. I don't know what they were doing bringing this back. I don't know why he came aboard to do this. Like It is not showing him in a good light. It's, it's not adding anything to the Star Trek world. He seems like a bumbling old man that's confused and lost. And I, I don't want that. You know, I want the Picard from Starship Enterprise. And I understand he's not the same man, blah, blah, blah. He should still be that man. Like, I don't care how you knock him down. He's going to be that type of man. And, and he's just not. He doesn't have the authority. He doesn't have... Presence. He's 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 got you know a certain amount of like uh, buffoonery that is not his character. At least the, again, I not only watched season one, and uh, you know I saw some of the like stuff with you know Q and Data, who's like old. Like, how do you have old characters that aren't supposed to age? So you're better off not bringing it back. So Q came back season two, and Q was dying. Now, Q is supposed to be like a god, um, immortal, blah, blah, blah. And you're telling me like 30 years before, he didn't know he was going to die? Like, like he would, he's lived forever and he's supposed to be a god-like character and he's also just going to die for reasons? It's, it didn't That's make any sense. And then the whole storyline was just brutal because I always thought that Picard, I always thought that Q... Uh, thought of Picard as a friend, and he liked the human race. I always thought he was a good guy, even though people are like, oh, he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy. No, he wasn't a bad guy. He was the guy that introduced the Federation to uh, the Borg until they fucked up that whole storyline. But he introduced him because he he didn't want the Borg to take over, and he wanted someone to stop them, and he knew the humans could— and he liked their ingenuity. He liked the human race. He just preferred them. He put them on trial. The first was it the first episode of Star Trek. He put them on trial, and he deemed them worthy. And later on, he came in and and you know, sure, he they they, they fought the Borg that one fight, and they lost like eighteen crew members or whatever. But that's just like he said, a bloody nose, and you know, you you can't take the wonders of this universe. You don't belong out here. But I think he was. He liked the human race. He thought of Picard as a, not as an equal, but he thought of him as a friend. They bring out season two, and it's just, 
I just uh, it was just garbage, and it was a shame because Q is one of my favorite characters in Star Trek, besides of Picard. But it's just those things just don't make sense, and and you got to make it make sense. Like it's all techno babble bullshit story stuff anyway. But when you lay out a thing in advance of like what the rules are, you got to follow your own rules or find a way to modify them that we can buy. Right? Yes, this is the basic exactly. storytelling rules. Right? So. If you're going to totally violate the rules that you had before, you've got to get me there. You've got to find some way to make me believe it. And uh, I don't think they did a good job with that. Um, I mean, that's, I think, our same argument with Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. And most of the things that I think you object to is we've built the world in such a way that we know. And I know that some things get tedious. That's fine. But you got to get us from here to there. If you can find a way to be like, oh, well, you know, a bomb went off or, uh, you know, this crystal, blah, blah, blah. If it's something you can sell that we can buy, it works. But if you just say, because reasons, nope, we, nope, 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 nope. Somehow Palpatine survived. That's what my kid always says. Because it was I, in the, it was some, the early yeah. credits or whatever. I didn't watch that movie, but he's like, he's like, in this scrolling text, it says, somehow Palpatine survived. I'm like, oh my God, they said that? He's like, yeah, it's like literally in the... Somehow. So, so, you know, those are, those are because plot, those are because reasons or because plot. We can't have that. That does, we, those of us that, you know, think are like, nope. And I think that's what your problem with um, Picard is. And I think when you told me that, I think we were on a cast together, or I was listening to one or something, and you were like, nope not going to do Picard season two. I was, I noped out of that one. And, uh, and you know I what? Think- it, it kills me because like, I, I get it. They want to make it like more quote unquote diverse and all that. But you're talking about Star Trek that has always been diverse, always been diverse. I mean, Lieutenant Uhura was the first black female officer on, 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 a, on a Star Trek, you know, Starship bridge. Martin Luther King asked her to continue that role because it was such a positive meth- message. He, it was also the first interracial kiss was uh, right. Captain Kirk and her. Like, when, like, when they were, they forced that, right? Like the person controlled them and whatever. And yeah. It's always about diversity. It's always about like they come across a new race of aliens and, and learning to uh, understand their culture and accept them. Like it's, it's right. always been that. And I'm fine with that. then there's forced. Then there's forced stuff that just feels awkward. We don't yeah. have to do and that. To yeah. make him like a bumbling idiot. Was was just an insult to to Star Trek fans, and and I can't get past it, and I won't, and I won't watch it now. If they could have the same cast and crew, they got the same issues, and if he could be authoritative and be the Picard we we always knew and loved, uh, I'd probably be on board with it. But it's I, I can't watch him being an idiot. So yeah, we have sci-fi problems, we have character problems, and I agree yeah. that that everything I've seen, like when I don't mind seeing people that are older, I'm not saying. That's not my issue. My issue is you got to make it work. And if it doesn't work, it's not worth my time. Yeah. So anyway, Picard season three is out. I will not watch it. And I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. All right. I haven't watched. I know. I'm I'm just going to close it up. I haven't watched any of the new Trek stuff. The only new Trek thing that I've watched is Lower Decks. And I laugh my ass off at that shit. I heard the the one with Captain Pike is supposed to be pretty good. But I, I... I, I Gunny, can't. Gunny likes over. it. We'll have to yeah. get Gunny on for a show when it, you know, the next season drops, and have him tell us why we should be watching it. Because it, Discovery it, was so, was such a bad story and a headache to watch. I, I couldn't. Yeah, it. Discovery put a bad taste in my mouth because I was it. 
it kind of worked that first season with the with the bad guy from uh oh what was he he was the captain or whatever he was who was from the alternate universe and oh yeah like, yeah, yeah captain Lorca. yeah i like the yeah. guy uh, what's his name i forget his name Oh my god, he was in um, the Patriot, the bad guy in the Patriot. He's a good yeah. actor. I really liked it when he, you know, got a fucking a bayonet to the skull in uh, Patriot. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he's a good bad guy, and he's he he sold a good good guy. So that first season, it got me in, and I watched it all the way through. And I'm like, I keep hoping for redemptive redemption stuff, but it kept going on that whole like we have something we're selling route that I think you object to as well. But I'm like, eh, okay, I'll just, I kind of sucked it up. But if they put another season of that out, I won't watch it. So I no. think that pretty much ended all of the new stuff. But Lower Decks, my daughter wanted to see it. And we just kind of, I was kind of, I was using it as like, I call it treadmill shows, like stuff I have on the background. And then I started like, it was good. As in, it is all the things, like it has a lot of failure shit because they're the lower class kind mm-hmm. of like ships they do all the shitty missions but it's the old track kind of theory it's the old kind of design like you know the the you know the order of things and going to do these things on planets and whatever it very much feels like the star trek next generation that we know and love even though it's animated and i know animated's tough for a lot of people but it it fucking i laugh my ass off I saw a thing where they say Miles, uh, what's his name? Miles O'Brien is the most important character in, in, in the Star Trek universe based off of that show. But I don't know if that's part of it or if I read something wrong. There is a reference to that. I would, I don't understand the theory, but I've heard the same theory. Because remember, yeah. he was in Star Trek Next Generation and he was also on Deep Space Nine. So there's this whole, like, I think there's the theory, if you read it on Reddit, is about how he holds the Star Trek universe together. And I think it's the, because of he's in all three of the shows somehow. Um, but I, I don't fucking know. But Speaking I, I about do universes. Think, yeah. I just <laughs> bag on moving this. On. We're done. Oh, good part. job. We 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 uh, put a nail in the coffin and we're moving on. Got it. I did because I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of universes, we got the latest Marvel comic. I guess MCU Marvel Comic Universe. Is that what that is? I don't. I actually never no, know. Uh, Marvel Cinematic. Cinematic. Universe. Cinematic. I'm gonna think, okay. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That's a mouthful, right? I'm glad you said it. Yes. Um. So this is a movie that I have not seen. Will never see. I just have zero interest in. I assume, and I say I put this in chat, and I I actually copied my 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 post from chat. Was this is going to be a movie that is just pure visual CGI vomit on the screen with bad acting, bad writing. Um, and it's typical of what MCU and Star Wars have become. Yes, you did say that. You did. And, and I read it. I'm probably right with this movie. The critics would agree with you. The audiences wouldn't. So if you were to pull up um, the, uh, what is it? Rotten Tomatoes. It's 85% audience and it's 56 on the um, critics. So yeah. what that means is, you know, anybody that thinks probably is like, dude, no. Um, a guy I like who writes for Forbes um, is Paul Tassie. He talks about a lot of Destiny stuff and he like liked for video games. And he said, and I think I, I'm butchering this quote, Quantumania is not good. 
<laughs> so, <The> butch man. <laughs> but um, he he pretty much says that there's a lot of things that are just slightly off from being just right. And then, like you said, CGI, like, you know, uh, a CGI-gasm. It's like the, uh, you know, that episode of The Boys where, like, everything goes nuts on the screen. Um, Mm -hmm. It is the same kind of thing. There's just a ton of that type of thing. And remember, we're in an artificial world, so you can't have, like, that grounding we have back to reality. We might, whether we're in the quantum world or we're out in space... It's very artificial, and everything has to be CGI. And then there are literally characters that would not exist in, you know, they're humanoid, but they're not humans. So, yeah, there's all of that stuff. So, they, you know, there's a lot of stuff they have to do. If you're going to do CGI, there's things you have to do to make that work. And according to him that I read, nope, they didn't make some did of that stuff. This? It looks. I did not watch the movie yet. You know, I guess the story I was going to have on that is... So it came out on Friday, which is today's only Monday. Came out on Friday. My family's going to Florida on Saturday. Saturday at freaking four o'clock. Like they're gonna leave at three thirty, four o'clock. I have can leave on Friday. We can go see it Friday night. Whatever. Well, my son phone phone breaks, so I've got to get him a new phone. I'm setting that up, and we can still do it. Let the phone set up and whatever. I can we can bring our existing phones. And do all that. Oh, no, no. I've got too many things. I'm packing. And I bring the Xbox. My son brings the Xbox on vacation, of course. Um, nope, nope, nope. My daughter wants to go. But son and wife are too much packing and whatever. So I'm like, oh, we, I'd like to do it before it gets spoiled. You know, let's go Saturday morning. Look at the times. And, oh, it's no good. We got to do this. Got to do that. So now it's all of a sudden they're back, you know, a week from this Wednesday. There's no way I'm going to make it till next Wednesday without having figured out the whole fucking plot. Go see it. I'm not going by myself. So, I, nah. So it's fine. It is what it is. But that said, if I thought it was an excellent movie, if I thought it was Endgame, good. You know, if I thought it was one of the, you know, like um, Black Panther was one of the best MCU movies that I thought. Um, if I thought it was that good, then I probably would. But with the kind of mixed reviews at best, right? I'm like, all right, I'll wait. Even if it's spoiled, I'm sure I'll go for the ride. It'll be in the theater. It has that bombastic, you know, like the uh, Michael Bay stuff we were talking about with uh, Transformers, that it'll it'll be like that. I'll enjoy the ride, and then I'll forget about the movie in, you know, 10 minutes after I saw it. Okay. So you'll, you will still see this one. Like, oh, I'll see not it even, the like, wait for it for the like, you know, Disney yeah, Plus. Like, but, this but, is one yeah, it'll be a Disney Plus in, in two months, right? But no, oh. I'll, I'll see it in the theater because it's like we we do these family things that are like this yeah. that you know we you know uh, you know it's tough to go with my some of my family like my mom and my son both have like this thing they do and they talk during the movies or they whatever but even so it's worth the experience to like go and and deal well, with the popcorn and as someone and all that with shit. a family <laughs> and with with older kids family time sucks just just forget about it. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. No, I mean, like, your, your kids are away. I mean, you'd probably, like, wish no, they were around so you could go do the thing, right? I'm telling you, like, they, they come home, and, and my oldest comes home every two weeks to do laundry. He, he doesn't have a laundry uh, at his apartment, so he comes every two weeks. And and my, my, my even when my youngest was home last year for the, uh, the Christmas, like, we got into a thing of, like, watching movies when they're home. We don't go to the movies, although we did see some things in the movies, whatever. But we watch stuff at home. 
And it was the, the big thing was like rehashing 80s movies or movies they should see, you know, I think they should see. And like I've, I've said this before, but like Lethal Weapon is the hot movies. They, they love the Lethal Weapon movies. Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, they thought they was fantastic. My youngest thought that the original Lethal Weapon was the, the original buddy cop movie. I'm like, nah, there's been some other ones, but yeah, it's a good yeah. one. I love it. I love Lethal Weapon. It's one of my favorite movies. You know, being what it is, you know. So I get it. I hear you. I mean, we we go and like let me my oldest, we saw uh Batman together, but we don't see well, I can't watch Marvel movies. I don't I don't love my kids that much to suffer through a Marvel movie. <laughs> no, my see my daughter and son are both nerds like me. My daughter's very much into some pretty dark anime shit, and it's tr- a little bit troubling because a lot of the, I don't know if you know, a lot of the anime stuff has, like, nudity and shit. So yeah. she's 11, so she's keep, she pushes for things, and I'm like, nope, nope, you're 11, <laughs> nope. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that one, that would scare me, and two, you know, I, I know you're a girl and boobies shouldn't bother you, but no, if there's boobies, we're not watching that. Um, you know, just tentacle porn in there. Like, I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine the awkward, even if she were older, like, oh God, you know? So anyway, no, um, (laughs) but she's, she's very much into like some pretty dark stuff. Like she fucking loved that movie Wednesday. Loved it. Okay. So she's kind of like, I'm going to say my daughter's like Wednesday. She's got that. She's, she's good, but she like has like this dark kind of thing that she mm-hmm. likes and my son's all about he's like super nerdy like the um all the stuff that you don't like because of you know you know plot anything if there's ever they do anything in any movie because plot he's done he's done and yeah, he's plot. done his he's done his research beforehand and so if they do any because plot like you know so um you know what's the guy who does the movies that's like uh you know pitch uh uh pitch meeting he's like oh god yeah um you know like so he he's in all those and i'm like dude sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief but the problem is the kid's so smart that these things like there's a time when in movies you have to understand that it 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 truly isn't going to be like the whole universe there's going to be times when well physics isn't going to work or like the warp field can't possibly fucking work you have to suspend your disbelief they just have to tell you a story that you can buy that's plausible but he pokes holes in all this shit that sounds like me it's just yeah you you get along you two would like love to tear apart shit and you'd never see any movies because you can't like get past anything (laughs) i can't (laughs) It's like Top Gun. We watched the latest Top Gun. Everyone, that's a great movie, great movie. It's okay, but then like it's basically we copied Star Wars and we used an antiquated jet to make it harder because we could have just used a fucking cruise missile to bomb the fucking site. But what do I know? Why aren't we using like uh? Why aren't we using drones? Why can't we do this yeah. with a drone? Like, how I many drones will we have to fly? They shot them down. You show throws he... like fifty different drones. Yes, they'd run out of rockets. Right? Like, we'll be shooting, like, 20, 20 drones in there, right? How many rockets then, would they have, surface-to-air rockets would they have? And then one of those drones would eventually get in, even if we didn't drop the thing from a fucking C-130 two miles up or whatever. You and know, as yeah, screen so, rank, I would say, I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back on this. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, 
Oh God, that, that's that that YouTube is so funny. I love that channel. He's the that, best. He is the yeah. best. So, um, so it sounds like it's gonna be hard. Actually, it's gonna be super fucking easy. He barely any convenience. All right. I love that show. I love it. He's the best. I think we're gonna have to wrap it up because we're running way late, Valiant. We, we talked about all the things. What's left? I mean, nothing, uh, nothing. I'm wrapping we, it. We've, we've talked all the things. I think we're, we're good. We, you know, we're working on a two hour episode here. If anybody's yeah. still awake and still listening, thank you for uh, putting up with our crazy. I did have uh, two and a half beers while we're sitting here. So that Uh-oh. doesn't, that doesn't help with my brevity. So no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Reaper cast. I'm cutting Valiant off now. <laughs> I want to thank Valiant for being on the show. Thank you. I, this was one we were planning for a while because uh, Lightfall was coming out. Thank you again yeah. for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me and, and let me bullshit for an hour plus. <laughs> As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at discourse.grimreapergamers.com because Grex fucked up the website. We no longer have forums working. Uh also, I'd like to remind anyone to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spelled the D-O-T. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. We'll see you out there.